0: You're listening to Biz Quick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. Biz Quick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the Biz Quick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions let's start the show.
1: Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie and I'm Corey and on today's show we have Cheryl Harrock. She is the co-founder of Global One Habitat which is a really interesting housing development company I guess is how I would frame it. Um, but she's, he- they're out of Raleigh, North Carolina, and she's here to talk systems and processes with us and their importance in your business. But before we bring her in, we're going to talk systems and processes first, and I'm getting a face from Corey. So I'm not really sure if I messed up that intro or not.
0: I don't know if I'd call it a development company. What would you call it? Uh, like a, a fabrication, like housing fabrication, housing solution Cause they're not actually like doing the housing developments. They're building the houses that go into the developments.
1: Yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking of like development in that sense. I was thinking of it that they've developed this new technology for houses, but you're right. I didn't word it well. So yeah. Well, oh. so anyway,
0: yeah, they, they create, they have a, a proprietary uh, system and, and uh, uh, supplies and, and, um, I'm looking for materials Mm -hmm. uh where they can using uh very simple techniques and very um uh, almost kind of like legos but not really they can put together a house with a small amount of people in a very short amount of time yeah it's affordable um in the sense that it's you know they have just a couple of options so there's no like real bells or whistles but the idea is that it's uh, they're they're extremely efficient in terms of cost and energy and, and you know time and, and especially money so yeah they're um, working on
1: solving the high hu- the housing problem for people
0: yes yeah. um,
1: but before we dig in with her we're gonna talk a little bit about one of Corey's very favorite subjects and no it's not gambling because that would also be mine We're gonna talk about process.
0: Yes. And that's secretly one of your favorite topics to talk about because (laughs) over the years you hated process, but you found out that it's a part of everything.
1: Well, I sometimes will, it it happened to us just recently, right? Where we had um, something happen with a client and I literally reached back out to you and I, I sent you an email. I said, Hey, do we need to update our processes? for this and you're like oh hey good good call let me look into it so i think you've beaten it into me at this point i have been beat into submission over process i didn't
0: beat anything you just realized how important that they are because <laughs> they are <laughs> and it's one of those things that a lot of people they get uh, they they're intimidated by it it's almost like financials or whatever they think it's this long drawn out the process of process is is crazy and you have to have all these drawings and no it's you You just need to know what you do, and it can be as simple or as complicated as you want, but you just need to know what it is that you do and you need to be able to replicate it.
1: So does that mean that um, I don't have to know how to use, create cool drawings in Visio to understand process? No, just
0: like bulleted lists are fine. Drawing it out on a whiteboard or listing it out on the back of a napkin, whatever it is. I mean, you want it to be a little more formal when you're presenting it to your team or you're reviewing it or whatever, but yes, you can put it in any format that makes sense to you.
1: Why do you think people struggle so much with people who aren't like, you know, belted in process, they don't have a green belt or a black belt or whatever other color belts you can get Mm -hmm. in process. Why do you think they struggle so much with the concept of processes? Because
0: of that reason that they've, it's been beat into their heads that you have to be a six Sigma black belt in order to understand process,
1: Oh yeah, but
0: you don't. You know, anybody, you know, it's like, you don't have to be a black belt to get in a fight. Anybody can get in a fight. Doesn't mean you're going to win, but.
1: (laughs) Do you remember that time that, um, we were building a team and I thought we were building a transformation team and it turned out we were building a process team. And, um, I think you were pretty much the only person who didn't get upset when you found out that you were actually a process analyst and not a subject matter expert in a functional business area.
0: Yeah, I didn't really have much emotion about that team to begin with, so. <laughs> that team changed your life. No, that team changed directions, and I gave up like a thousand times, and I gave up after like the 10th. I was like, whatever. <laughs> just yeah. tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was, there was that one summer where I was getting torn between uh, the the ERP rollout and doing process work and talked to our boss, and he's like, well, I'm going to need you. i like, I don't care. I was like, "I'm just, if you're splitting me between two two roles, you're going to get 50% of the work done on both. So you got to pick one or the other. Just pick. Yep. Nope. never did pick one. <laughs> just split it 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: That always um, reminds me of, like, you know, when we say, like, just tell me what you want me to do, that episode of... Um, Seinfeld I don't know if you were a big Seinfeld person or not of course where um Kramer had the kept getting the calls for 1-800 film they were calling 1-800 the the movie phone guy yeah yeah yeah, and he says why don't you just tell me what movie you (laughs) want to see it's one of my favorites but okay so on the process front if there was a is it a like hot tip or a take or something that you can give people to help them make it simpler in their minds? What would you say?
0: I mean, there's nothing that it's, it's as simple as you want to make it. It's like the process of uh, closing a sale. Like it, you do it, it's in your head. You might have some of it written down. It might be spread across a couple of people, depending on the size of your organization, but you need to, uh, you know, you close the sale, you need to fill out a certain piece of paperwork. The customer needs to go into your CRM. They need to get an onboarding package. Somebody needs to follow up with them. Like they need to get added to this. Like there's all these things that need to happen. It's whether or not you formalize it and written it down. And chances are you probably do have it written down. It might be in a couple different places. Like I said, you just need to combine them just so yeah. that you know that you could hand that off to anybody. The idea being that you want to make your life easier. You can hand it off to anybody and they can take that and they can do your job or that salesperson's job or whatever it is with little, no direction.
1: So we use processes every day in everything we do. Correct. Yeah. Business and personal.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, like, I mean, driving to work in the morning is a process. You have to put your clothes on. You have to put your keys in your pocket. You have to turn the car on. You have to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it's just you don't think about it that way because that would, that would just be dumb to think about it that way because there's certain things that you can do without, you know, without having to describe it. But let's say you were trying to explain to, uh, you know, your kid who's new at driving on how to get to point A from point A to point B. It's like, all right, well, here's the things that you're gonna have to do. So when you're new, yeah, you're gonna have to train somebody in your business to do whatever it is that they're doing from there it becomes kind of you know you're, you essentially put yourself on cruise control but
1: interesting okay all right well we should wrap up and uh bring cheryl in so we can talk process with her all right all right we'll see you in a minute
0: we wanted to take a quick break to tell you about our newest course called time bomb if you're ready to take control of your calendar, this course is for you. We guide you through all the steps you need to understand where you're spending your time, what your time is worth, and how to build out your days and weeks so that you can add more value to your business or just spend that time enjoying life. We have three options for you. The course, a bundle which includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time, and a bootcamp where you'll get time in a small group setting to get the personalized help you need. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time bomb take control of your calendar, gain control of your life.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. We've got Cheryl Herrick with us now from Global One Habitats. Hey, Cheryl, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to bring you on. And I know you guys are working on some really big things. So before we dig into process, everyone's favorite topic, let's. can you tell our listeners a little
2: bit about Global One Habitats? Sure. It is a startup. Uh, for affordable houses, we—my um, cousin actually started the, the the idea of it. He came up with an idea to build houses with no wood, no nails, uh, and we sh- we're uh, be able to produce one house per eight-hour shift. So we consider ourselves manufacturers, and we're manufacturing a widget, and the widget just happens to be a house.
0: Yeah, and we we got to see a little bit of behind the scenes on Bonita. It's definitely an interesting. Uh, a very interesting, very innovative uh, thing that you've got going on over there with uh, all the materials and the way that you throw everything together and build the house. And yeah, I say throw everything together like you construct everything.
2: Um. <laughs> it's like Lincoln Logs. It's okay. You can yeah. throw it
1: together. Wait <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> earlier he used the descriptor of it's like Legos.
2: It is, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, very cool. Um, so tell us about, uh, we've had a conversation before, uh, prior to this about, the, the work that you do behind the scenes so your your cousin came up with the the, the idea the material like all of the, like the science and everything behind that um, and your dad does a lot of like the the front end the business the sales stuff and you're more like the back end did I get all that correct um, actually of-
2: it's your you' you're, you're right and there's a little bit more to it my dad and I are both doing operations and both doing sales. <laughs> which is unusual, but we're, we're kind of tag teaming. So this is the way I describe it, Corey. My job is to bring the, to drag the bear into the cabin. And then he dances with the bear once I get it in there. (laughs) So that's the sales part of it. (laughs) And you're you're new to sales, right? Uh, I am new to selling this house, but I am, I'm not new to sales in general, but working in I still consider it manufacturing, but I've had to learn a lot about construction, which I did not know before we got into this business. So I came from a world of medical devices, automotive technology, things like that. So I didn't really know anything about house building. And even though our technology is decidedly different than conventional stick build, I have to understand the language of the builders and the investors and the developers when they ask questions and do a comparison between stick built technology and what our answer is to that so it's been a steep slope of learning for me so the selling in that arena has been new and it's been fun actually i've liked the challenge of it but it's been a steep slope (laughs) not gonna lie
1: (laughs) i would say that the challenge of selling for is is uh, it's fun but it's also a challenge
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i i got a i got a very good news text right before we started this today
1: that's awesome.
0: Congratulations. Whatever it is, that's good. Yes. So let's jump into um, the process, so to speak in that you're able to, with a, a relatively small crew, build a house in eight hours and anybody out there who's ever built anything, eight hours to build an entire house is an incredibly quick amount of time uh, to build a, a a livable space. Um, so, can you kind of walk through how you got to uh, to where you are? Where you? Because I'm sure it wasn't eight hours. There was a lot of iteration, a lot of improvements, and all of that.
2: Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, Corey. So, there's a couple things. One is that we first looked at the market to see if it was a market to get into, right? Because we have to know that we're going to be able to. My, my dad has come up with. We've worked together and come, kind of come up with this. Um, investment um, notion, it's the five Ms. Is there enough market for the good or service? Is there enough margin left in that market? Do we have um, enough money to do the thing that we wanna do? Do we have methods, which is where the process part comes in? Do we have methods that would be superior to what other people have that would give us a competitive advantage? And the last one is either, is like mental health, mental attitude. Is there somebody in the mix that the business can't live without And that has a mental block or that would create mental blocks in the business that you could not get around because if you get the wrong answer to number five the first four do not matter whatsoever and so our process started at the very beginning with being able to do all the market research to do what we do because we do things upside down from other people. We spend an inordinate amount of time documenting the way we're going to do everything in a very structured, disciplined way, which I know you've seen Corey and Julie, but we're very disciplined about the way that we document everything. So we've been working on the documentation of operations for like 18 months now, getting all of that like wired. So on the day we got a sale, we would actually be able to, Uh, fulfill on that promise because delivery is everything right getting the sale is only part of it but if you can't deliver on the sale you shot yourself in the foot so we document like step by step how to do the work and we include videos and photos and all kinds of things in our process flow diagrams to make sure that anyone can come in the door in with a small amount of training get up to speed about how to do almost any job inside of our company
0: and I love that approach. And it's funny because I don't know how many different businesses I've been involved with uh, bosses I've worked for, et cetera, et cetera, where like they've always used the, the statement, Oh, we're building the ship while we're flying it. And a lot of small businesses that we talk to, they, they want to just get going. They want to get selling. And then they start working on the processes later. And that to me, that's just frustrating because it, it, you're going to get so many things wrong and you're going to spend so much time fixing what you could have just done right the first time, so I, I really appreciate that you spent the time to say, "Okay, this is how we're going to do it." Knowing that, I'm sure you've made changes along the way as you find better ways to do things. But you know, here, here's how we're going to start this, and you know, we're not just going to jump in with both feet.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's something that I think probably drew me and Julie together in some ways is that she talked a lot about how much you're into process. And like, I know you guys have your program is it foundation 52 is that right, which is all about creating a good foundation underneath what your clients are about to build. And so the way that we do it is just, it's our version of creating a good solid foundation by which we can build everything. Because the point of fact for us in our team members, as much as we love to have people that work with us for a really long time, if we have those really disciplined processes, we are never over a barrel if somebody leaves because we have all that information. And so it allows us to be very open and um, supportive and what I wanna say, we're always trying, we're shooting for 100% turnover. We want people to go get, start their own company, get a better job somewhere, do something that is really their dream and fulfilling to them based on the business philosophy that we've taught them. And so as disciplined as we are about documenting things, there's no, um, You know that we don't have any fear about being supportive and developing people and giving them wings to go fly somewhere else. And our preference is always, they start a business that would supply to us. So they, and we would use the same business philosophy and we would know that we could talk that language. But so many people are, it's something that I see really common when people do not document processes. There's a sacred cow employee, they're terrified to let that person go generally that person is destructive to the organization because they are a sacred cow. Does it, so you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but in nine times out of 10, what happens is that sacred cow walks out the door of their own volition. And so the thing that everybody was terrified about, which is that the sacred cow would leave is the very thing that happens that they then have to deal with. And so they let that get imposed on themselves because they don't have a disciplined documented way to run their business that's visible for everyone. And we use this process flow diagram and the systems approach with all, all different kinds of industries and all different kinds of workforces. You know, it doesn't, it's not something that you have to be a certain kind of person to use it. It actually makes it easier for anyone to come in the door and it's high level training that we do when people come in, but It allows everybody to understand how a business runs, to understand business philosophy, the numbers that are important, how to go look for things in the business, how to think through problem solving, what to look for. It gives them all of those things. And we're also creating those processes in the way that we talk all the time, right? About people learn in different ways. But if we don't train, educate and develop in all the ways that people learn, Then we're shortchanging somebody if all of our instruction is audio and you say i've told them 10 times i don't know why they don't get it if you told them 10 times and they don't get it telling them 10 more times isn't going to help because they're not an auditory learner so continuing to tell a visual learner auditorily how to do something is a waste of energy and it frustrates you and it frustrates them So the way that we approach it with the process flow diagrams and attaching photos, videos, databases, PDFs, whatever, um, it gives it to people in all of their learning styles because kinesthetic is very similar to seeing things in word, picture, video. So if we give it to them in all those ways, it's closer to fulfilling every learning style in the way that things are documented.
0: I might be putting you on the spot with this next question. So, ballpark is fine, but I'm I'm sure you have an idea of the amount of time you've spent putting like building out these processes. Could you estimate like the amount of time that you're saving on the back end if you had not had not put them, you know, built them out to begin with?
2: Um, It's a really great question, Corey, and it's not putting me on the spot because I'm open to any kind of question, and my answer is, I have no idea what it's saving us other than this. The thing that I know for sure it's saving us is if we had not done it, we would not be able to deliver on time as promised. So the reason that we do it is that for us, we can either plan it all out on paper ahead of time or put out all the fires during production. One of them is way less expensive and saves a lot of time. The other one, everybody is running around putting out fires, which which in the manufacturing production world, time is everything. And you do not wanna slow down the line. You don't wanna have anybody have to walk away from the line for any reason. You want people to be able to just be focused on the job at hand and all of those fire putting out It's frustrating for the team members. It's frustrating for the people that work there. They didn't ask to come and have to solve all that noise. They came and said, I'll be innovative. I will help you solve business problems, but they weren't hired to run around and put out fires. So as leaders, our job is to give them a method to do their work that removes as many barriers as possible. So I don't know what the time is, but what I do know, and what I can say with absolute confidence, is that um, if we had not done it, the uh, the orders that are now coming in, um, hallelujah, are for our startup, um, we wouldn't be able to deliver on that promise, because for us, a minimum order is 100 houses. We're not just building one house at a time. When an order comes in, it's for 100 houses, and we have to move a manufacturing facility to their site get set up and train people and start pumping out houses and we're going to do that inside of about four months so we'll go from being in north carolina to ramping up and spitting out houses within four months in one week in a new location with all new employees that live in that area because we Right. It's because we spent all the time on the front end. And people think we are so crazy for having spent so much time on this documentation, four hours, three days a week for like 18 months now we've been doing it.
1: That's a, that's amazing. And I think, you know, what I was thinking of as you were talking about the expense on the back end, right? You put out the fire and it costs way more money to do it on the back end than it does on the front end is, um, I used to lead, you know, in a previous life, really, software development team, right? And the cost, the expense of finding a bug, when, when you find it, really, really matters. So having the good requirements, having a good testing process, looking at things early, being iterative is important because it, it saves you money, and in some instances, it saves lives. It just depends on what you're building. So it's very, um, that, that's what I thought of when you were talking about those processes and what, what you're gaining from them by having them in place.
0: And real quick, Cheryl, question for you about the, the housing development that you're doing, the 100 houses, how long is it gonna take you to complete that project, the 100 houses?
2: So I've been sitting down playing around on paper, um, confirming our numbers, truthfully, to satisfy myself. Because I'm a girl who needs to prove it to herself. Everyone else can tell me. And then I'm going to sit down and say, okay, we've been talking about this. Okay, now this girl's going to sit down and put pencil to paper. So it will take us, this is going to be funny to do this math. It's going to take us five months to do five houses, the first five months. On month six, we're going to pump out, depending on how fast they want them, we can pump out five houses per week or 15 houses per week on month six. No, month five, six, yeah, month six. Because the first four months is gonna be set up the facility, the manufacturing facility at the site, um, work out all the supply chain stuff that we'll have to work out in that region, bring on board the people, train them, get the manufacturing facility built and ready to roll, and then, week one it'll be one it'll be one house that will pump out i'm giving us two weeks to pump out the first house at the new location everybody else is giving us a week i'm I'm giving us a buffer myself when i did the math so that first month it's going to go slow because we're going to be ironing out all of the things that maybe in our process we hadn't predicted but then on, uh, so that's that's like month four to do the setup, month five to do those first five houses to really get it refined, and then month six we'll be pumping out five to fifteen houses a week. So in six and a half months we could have all hundred houses pumped out.
0: That's insane.
2: And if it's a bigger development, then they really benefit from the from the scale, right? The the numbers, just just the scale of it, because all of that. Proceeding work that we did to get set up now is behind us. So now, if they want us to 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 pump out that many houses, you know, it's three shifts that would be pumping out, you know, three houses a day, which is 15 houses a week. So if they want that, then that's when they really benefit from the economies of scale because then we've already done all the setup and we'll just stay there and pump out house, 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 house. We don't care; it's a widget. We're just going to pump out widgets.
1: Right. So if you so location A. Six and a half months to get to 100 houses that first time. Location B. Mm-hmm. What's your rant? You don't need that five months to get to those.
2: It's going to depend on where the location is. If location B is in Florida, we'll build a new facility in Florida because it's a corridor. Then- so we'll leave something on the western side of the U.S., which would be where the first development is going to be. And then if the other development is across the country, we'll just build another development and we'll build another factory there because our belief is once we get going in a region, people are gonna know about us. And right now everybody is, because we're a startup, everybody wants us to prove ourselves and we're fine with that. I understand that. I absolutely understand that and we're okay with that. And we've said all along, we just need that first order so that people can see we can actually put up what we say we can put up. So our intention is to have a portable manufacturing facility in every state. So if the next development is just down the street or 50 miles away, yes, it cuts that time way down, way, way down, because we've just got to get moved and plunk it in the grass. And probably, hopefully those people will want to stay with us and go to the next place. But if they don't, we'll get them trained within just a few weeks and we'll be ready to rock.
1: So um, we need to start wrapping up, but I want to ask, I I have a final question. Do you have any more questions? Yeah,
0: well, I was going to ask a final question, but you had the same final question that I have. It's it's probably not. Okay, well, go ahead. I
1: was going to ask you, okay, so we're not going to wrap up yet. (laughs) I was curious what, um, you know, the... Benefit of process, like what you can tell our listeners about making that upfront investment in it, just in terms of like getting people to think more process like. Mm -hmm. Like, what are I, I know you covered like that cost advantage of fixing it now versus fixing it later or solving problems. But, you know, a lot of small business owners probably don't think they have the time or the bandwidth to actually work on process. So, what what what's something that would maybe convince them that they do have the time or the bandwidth to do it
2: um it's almost the same thing it's that the time that they have to do it is the time that they're spending putting out fires and chasing after things that are not working right because they're budgeting that time they are budgeting time to solve a problem and i would rather see them budget time to prevent the problem in the future so the documentation piece if done well, um, can help them prevent that problem in the future. So all the time that's being allocated to, you know, duplicate things and chase after this and this doesn't work and that there's that problem over there, they do have to take a deep breath and they, it is developing a new habit. So I understand that it's hard because you have to create momentum in a different direction, but, and it doesn't all have to get done in an instant but if if even if people could commit two hours a week, if they could find two hours a week to start doing document creation, they would be so much further along a year from now because it's never ending. It doesn't end. It's not done because you're developing new processes, you're growing, you're innovating. So you're always gonna have new things to document. So it becomes the way that we do business.
0: Yeah, that, and that's, that, that was, Basically the same, you know, along the same lines that I was going to ask. And it, it, it is definitely a process in the sense that it, you just have to kind of get going and it's it's never ending and it seems like it's daunting. But once you kind of start to get rolling and get in the habit and all of that, um, yeah, it definitely becomes easier and easier. You just start thinking that way. And for all the listeners out there, I estimated based upon the four hours, three days a week for 18 months, the chair was somewhere between nine, 900 to 1,000 hours of process work. Um, to get to where she is um, you don't need to do that for your business <laughs> no you do, not. you
2: do not you do not this is a heavily steep manufacturer really worried about safety uh, you know that's why i said if they can commit 2 hours a week that's i think that's a low bar to to jump over yeah
1: yeah yeah absolutely.
2: And the payback would be tremendous
1: yeah we 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 commit an hour a week we have our continuous improvement meetings every friday So, they're always interesting because, well, it's process. So (laughs) one of us us loves it, and one of us is like, (laughs) oh, all right. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Can you um, tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and the business?
2: Sure. They can look us up at Global One Habitats. That's who we are on Instagram or on the website.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to drop in today. We really appreciated and enjoyed the conversation. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in and all of Cheryl's information that she just provided for the business will be in our show notes.
0: You can connect with us on social media. We've got LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we've also got our own YouTube channel. I got that correct this time. You did. Nice work. And you can go out there and check out our Project 365. We've got some other videos, et cetera. Everything that you need to know is on our website, sbpace.com, including links to all of our social media.
1: Yes. And you can subscribe to our podcast while you're out on the old interwebs, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and it would be so wonderful if you liked us and gave us a review because we love feedback
0: and if you want to be on the show that information is on the website as well you can fill out a form and we'll reach out to you if you just want us to cover a certain topic reach out to us you can shoot us an email uh track us down some way uh any way you can social media whatever it is um we also have a book out there it's called seriously now what a small business guide to disaster preparedness it is a number one bestseller on amazon there's a digital workbook available on our website for download to go with the book And if you've already purchased the book or if you purchased it in the future and read it, we'd love it if you could just give us a review on the book.
1: Yeah, I just realized our um, outro is getting as long as the interviews themselves. (laughs) I'm Julie.
0: And I'm Corey. And
2: this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.